Where are we going today, Mr. Peabody? Today is a very special day. Don't say it's a fine morning or I'll shoot you. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello, and welcome back to Storytime. I am GamerDude, and I'm glad you're back. Thanks for being here. Today's stories are about Easter. We're dropping this during the week before Easter, and so I thought it would be a good time to talk about Easter. Now, I'm not going to get very religious on you. I mean, Easter is a religious holiday. For those who are religious, you know that Easter commemorates uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. That's the religious aspect of the holiday. There's also the secular version of the holiday, which involves the Easter bunny and Easter eggs and chocolate rabbits, and nowadays a lot of gift-giving, which is an amazing thing to me. And I'll tell you about that as we talk about stories, because gift-giving is a is a new thing as far as Easter is concerned. Because when I grew up, Easter was going to church and eating jelly beans, and that was primarily it. But I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about Easter, because I always wondered as a kid, well, I know that it's about the crucifixion and the resurrection, and I know that there's an Easter bunny, but I never in all of my life got the connection. And it wasn't until years later that I figured out, well, there's there's kind of a blending of mythologies there, and there's the pagan rituals involving eggs and bunnies, and then there's the, the uh, religious holidays commemorating the resurrection. And as the missionaries passed on their stories of the resurrection, it was a natural thing to tie it to the pagan rituals involving bunnies and eggs, which were symbols of the spring. Now, I know people are going to be upset with me. If you go to various sites, you'll have various different versions of where the Easter bunny came from. People swear to God there's a connection between bunnies and Christianity. And okay, I'll accept that. And there's other sites that say it's clearly a pagan ritual that has to do with the spring and the fertility of rabbits. And I don't care. It's it's Easter. Who cares at this point? You know, people fight about the weirdest little things. It's just an odd connection between the resurrection and leaving jelly beans and Easter eggs. Whatever it is, it is. And it was always something that was a little weird to me as a kid. And it's still a little weird to me as an adult. But I get it. It's a holiday. We celebrate Easter. And I remember celebrating Easter as a kid every year looking forward to it. So by talking about Easter today, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to educate anybody. I am suggesting if you have questions, there's lots of information out there. So if you want to go find the information, please go do so. Just suffice it to say, it's an interesting holiday and it has always been an interesting holiday. The Easter egg hunt was always the highlight for us. Now, the Easter egg hunt involved, as everybody knows, looking for colored eggs. But I didn't realize until I got older, until I was past my childhood, that everybody did the Easter egg hunt differently. Now, in my family, when I was a kid, there was three kids, me and my two siblings. And uh, my parents would color a dozen eggs for each of us. So each of us had 12 eggs to go look for. Now, In my family, my parents boiled the eggs after we all went to bed. And then they colored the eggs themselves before we went to bed. We never saw the eggs beforehand. Oh, before I get to that part of the story, I probably should say, spoiler alert, the Easter Bunny doesn't color eggs. And in fact, I have it on good authority 
There is no Easter Bunny. Shh. That was quite a shock, by the way. Easter, it's the weirdest thing. Easter was the holiday that my parents used to let me know that the supernatural beings that would lay presents or eggs or things throughout the house didn't actually do it. There was a whispered conversation. I don't remember how old I was. I do remember it was in my grandmother's kitchen because we were visiting her for the holiday. My father invited me to color eggs with him and my mother. And I had already caught on that there was no Easter Bunny years before, but this was the first public acknowledgement of the fact. It was, it was still shocking that my parents would admit that there was no Easter Bunny, but it was confirmation of something that I had long suspected. So that was the, that was the moment they chose to tell me on the night before Easter. And, and they never told me anything about Christmas or any other supernatural <coughs> tooth fairy, uh, other creatures that might be delivering things to your door. But it was the Easter Bunny that, that was the revelation for me. But anyway, I got sidetracked there. The coloring of the eggs in my family took place under cover of darkness. My parents would color the eggs the night before after we were all in bed. And then they would go about and hide them throughout the house. And they had to find three dozen hiding spots for eggs. Now, can you imagine that? Can you think of 36 places to hide eggs in your house? Well, somehow my parents did it. And every Easter Sunday before church, because we always went to church on Easter, we would have our Easter egg hunt. So that meant in order to get to church on time, we had to get up early on Easter Sunday in order to complete our Easter egg hunt. Now, it really wasn't a chore for us because in addition to the Easter egg hunt, there was the traditional Easter basket, chock full of chocolate and jelly beans. And so we always looked forward to that too because, ooh, candy, yay, what kid doesn't like candy? Candy, by the way, when I was a kid, was much more significant in our lives than it is now because it was such a rare thing. We didn't get candy all of the time. It's not like we could go to the grocery store and say, Mom, I need a candy bar. Could you buy me this? Could you buy me that? Not like it is today. Back then, candy was a rare thing. If you got candy at Halloween, if you got candy at, at Christmas, if you got candy for Easter, you had to make that last because it was a rare thing to get candy. So those Easter baskets, they would last for weeks. I would very carefully dole out the jelly beans to myself, and I would sequester it, hide it. I'd put it someplace so that my siblings couldn't find it, because if they went through their jelly beans too quickly, they'd be looking for my jelly beans. So I had to hide my basket. And my brother and sister did the same too, because we all knew we couldn't trust each other. If the jelly beans were there, somebody would find them. So we had to find a place to keep them safely stored so nobody could be stealing our jelly beans. But before I get to the jelly beans, the Easter egg hunt had to take place on Sunday morning early so that we could get the Easter egg hunt done and then still have time to get dressed for church and get to church. So we were up very early on Easter morning looking for Easter eggs. And my parents always did a beautiful job coloring the eggs. But looking back, now as an adult, the, my kids have always participated in coloring the eggs. They never knew about the Easter baskets, but the coloring the eggs was always part of the ritual. Now, that was something that I was introduced to as an adult, but as a kid, the whole egg thing was a mystery. Weird, right? I also learned that not all kids hunted real eggs. So I'm curious what you guys hunted. 
I hunted real hard-boiled eggs that my parents did the night before, colored and carefully laid throughout the house in 36 different spots so that each kid had to find their own dozen eggs. But other families, I learned, would buy plastic eggs in the store. And not only would they buy plastic eggs in the store, but they would put little treats in the plastic eggs. And they would hide those eggs instead of real eggs around the house, which was weird to me because I always liked hard-boiled eggs and I liked egg salad. So part of the treat for Easter was not only did you have an Easter egg hunt and candy, but you got to eat egg salad sandwiches. I know, disgusting for some people. But I happened to like egg salad. So it was always a treat for me because I would find my eggs and then I'd have egg salad sandwiches for a week, which was great. But the kids who had plastic eggs were gypped, in my opinion. Until I realized that some parents would put quarters or even dollar bills in the plastic eggs so that their kids would have a different kind of treat to have after the Easter egg hunt. So now I look back and I say, was I gypped? I could have had money or egg salad. Hmm. I still think I made out all right because I still like egg salad. So it was fine for me back then. It's still fine for me now. And that's one of the reasons we still color eggs because I still love egg salad. But that's a separate story. Uh, So we would do our Easter egg hunt. I learned that other kids would hunt plastic eggs. I also learned that some kids would hunt their eggs outside. The parents didn't hide their eggs just in the house. They would take the eggs and hide them throughout the yard. And the kids would have to get up in the morning and go outside and hunt eggs, which in New Jersey is always a hit or miss proposition because sometimes it's a very nice spring morning in Easter, but sometimes... It's very cold and there might even be snow on the ground. So you still have to go outside and hunt your eggs in your snow boots and winter parka, which just didn't make sense to me. I'm getting up. I'm in my pajamas. I don't want to be going outside to hunt eggs, even if there's $10 bills in them. Okay, maybe if there's $10 bills. But if I'm looking for jelly beans and plastic eggs, no, I don't think so. I'll just look for the eggs on the next warm day. Every family did things differently, which was weird to me as a kid because I figured, well, all families do things the same way. It was quite a revelation to learn that they didn't. Now, getting back to the Easter baskets, we would always get an Easter basket right by the side of our bed. And I never questioned as a kid how the Easter bunny was able to haul three dozen eggs and three big Easter baskets into our house. I was trying to imagine at one point how big the Easter bunny had to be to be able to haul this stuff into our house quietly without waking us. But I never really spent a lot of time dwelling on it because, shoot, I was getting candy and eggs. I didn't care. As long as he got them there, I didn't really care about the logistics so much. But the baskets were always nicely done. We always had that plastic Easter grass, which is kind of like Christmas tree needles in that you always find Easter grass for weeks after Easter scattered throughout the house, in the couch cushions, on the rug, somewhere. But we always had that green Easter grass. And my parents back then would just get a bag of jelly beans and pour the jelly beans into the basket. So you'd have jelly beans stuck to the plastic grass. But it was part of the fun. You would take the jelly beans and suck the grass off of it so you could enjoy the jelly bean. And the other thing that we had was chocolate bunnies. And the chocolate bunnies were always hollow. They didn't have solid chocolate bunnies, at least that I was aware of when I was growing up. Solid chocolate bunnies didn't come into vogue until many years later. Or, as I'm sure you know, chocolate bunnies are a little more expensive than hollow bunnies. So that's probably why we didn't get them if they existed at all. But we always had the hollow Easter bunny and a basket full of jelly beans. And that was it. 
Maybe some Peeps. I know people love the Peeps. I was not a Peeps fan, those marshmallow chickens, and they were only yellow back when I was a kid. My brother and sister liked Peeps. I was never a Peeps fan. I don't know what it was. Too sugary, too squishy, I I don't know. But my brother and sister liked the Peeps. I was not a Peeps fan. But Peeps were big in their baskets. But somehow the Easter Bunny knew that not all of us were Peeps fans. So I didn't get an overabundance of Peeps as a kid. But things like peanut butter eggs or Nestle's eggs or a regular candy bar, that was never anything that was in your Easter basket. Everything was always specific to Easter. And it was primarily jelly beans or jelly eggs as they're called now, and chocolate bunnies. And that was it. We might have two different kinds of chocolate bunnies, but beyond that, there was not a lot of variety in Easter baskets. Nowadays, it can blow your mind seeing what's in Easter baskets. You've got, you know, Butterfinger eggs and Reese's peanut butter eggs, and then every local chocolate store makes their own version of a peanut butter egg, and then you can get a Snickers egg, and you can get a Three Musketeers egg, and you can get all different kinds of eggs, and then, of course, there's the Cadbury egg with those stupid commercials on TV, and those are the most disgusting things in the world. I hate to tell you, but I hate those Cadbury eggs. I know people like them. I'm not a fan. But we would always love what we had in our Easter baskets because it was it was such a treat. And as I said, we would make those jelly beans last. Now, I always liked the red jelly beans. I always liked the green jelly beans. The jelly beans that I hated were the black jelly beans. Those licorice, nasty, black-tasting, horrible jelly beans. They were just disgusting. I didn't like black jelly beans at all. Licorice anything is just... It sets me off. But there was something even worse about the licorice jelly beans because the red jelly beans were so tasty and the green ones, but those ugly little black jelly beans were horrible. I hated them. Hated them. Fortunately, my sister liked them, so we would be able to affect trades. So I would give her all of my black jelly beans in exchange for whatever she didn't want in her basket. It put her in a bit of position of power. But that was fine because I got rid of those stupid jelly beans, which I hated. By the way, Mrs. Gamer Dude loves black jelly beans. So every year I am on a constant prowl for finding bags of black jelly beans. Even though I never even look at them, I get them for her because I know she loves them. And she would have been my best friend as a child because I would have given her all of my black jelly beans. They were just horrible. But back in those days, they mixed all of the jelly beans in the same bag together. So you couldn't help but get all of the different colors. They didn't separate them like they do now. It was just bags and bags of multiple colored jelly beans. And if you got stuck with the black ones, you got stuck with the black ones. I loved the red ones, hated the black ones. And there was just no convincing me otherwise. Then, of course, there was the chocolate rabbit. We, uh, we had styles of eating the chocolate rabbit. I always ate the ears first. The ears were the most important thing to eat because for whatever reason, they just seemed to need to be bitten off. As a kid, that's the way I started my chocolate Easter bunnies. And to this day, ears go first. Everybody else has their own style, but me, it was the ears. Then you work your way down the body <laughs> and you would, save, you would save the feet and the fuzzy tail for last. I don't know why, it's just the way it worked. And for some reason, it tasted better eating in that way. Now, the thing that we didn't have as kids was any other gift. It was eggs, the egg hunt, and the Easter basket. Easter wasn't anything more than that for us as a kid. Um, but that was a, you know, a festive little 
way to celebrate the coming of spring or the resurrection of Jesus, if you wanted to go that way. For us, we didn't really connect the two. We did go to church, but we didn't um, we didn't connect the Easter egg hunt with anything to do with church. They were separate rituals that happened to happen on the same day. So that was our, our big thing in the spring. These days, Easter has gotten kind of a makeover, I guess is the way to put it. Because not only do you get uh, your chocolate Easter eggs and your chocolate Easter bunnies and your jelly beans, but you get a variety of different candies, whether they're egg-shaped, whether they're carrot-shaped, whether they're rabbit-shaped. There's so many things out there. So it's another way to market candy to you. In addition to the Christmas candies and the Halloween candies, now you have all the Easter candies and M&Ms with their festive Easter flavors like carrot cake M&Ms, which are like, okay, I guess... But they're all spring-themed. I never really associated carrot cake with Easter, but it's got carrots in it, and carrots and rabbits go together. So, okay, I guess I can see the connection. But the other thing that has become a big thing with Easter is actually exchanging gifts on Easter as well. Easter was never a gift holiday. I don't know where the gift-giving came in, except that people just started giving bigger things on Easter than a basket. Now, I always give Mrs. Gamerdude a basket. I always give the kids a basket. But bracelets and shirts and games and other things for Easter, I guess, you know, if you want to turn it into a gift-giving holiday, but it was never meant to be a gift-giving holiday. It was never a holiday like that at all, as far as I knew. Where that came from, I don't know. I guess it's the secularization of the holiday. I suppose we may as well buy things and make it more of a commercial holiday than it ever was. It was supposedly just a religious holiday. The thing is, Easter used to be a much more religious holiday, and I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a different thing. When I grew up, you know, Good Friday was always a day off. It was Good Friday, the day of the crucifixion, and we all knew that. Now, that's because I had a Christian upbringing. Not everybody has had a Christian upbringing in their lives, and not everybody has had a religious upbringing in their lives. So they may not associate Good Friday with anything of significance, except that it's Good Friday and a lot of people have the day off. And Easter Sunday was always associated with the resurrection, and that's, again, because of my upbringing. Not everybody knows that. Not everybody agrees with that. Not everybody accepts it or cares. But it was always a holy weekend. It was actually a holy week leading up to Easter. But it's something that's faded over the years. And that's partly because of the way society has changed over the years. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. One of the weird little traditions we had when I was a kid on Easter Sunday, even though it was a religious holiday, and even though we had the big Easter dinner and we went to church, after church, if we were visiting my grandmother's house, my dad would always take us bowling. I don't know why, but there was a bowling alley near my grandmother's house, and there was always time between church and Easter dinner where there was about a three-hour stretch as the dinner finished cooking. So my dad would fill in the time by taking us kids to the bowling alley. So for whatever reason he did that, I associated Easter with bowling. Weird, right? But Bowling became an Easter celebration for me, and I always looked forward to going to my grandmother's house because I got to go bowling on Easter. Those are the little things that we grow up with, and those are the memories that we have, and those are the associations that we have with the holidays. I also have other associations with the holidays that have nothing to do with either religion or candy or the Easter bunny. 
because things seem to happen on those days over the years. I remember my oldest son years ago on Good Friday had the day off because the schools were closed. And I associate Good Friday with this incident, which is when he and a friend almost set the entire woods near our house on fire because they had nothing else to do. So they were playing with matches in the woods and set a few things on fire. And uh, the fire department had to come and the police had to come and they rounded up the master criminals and brought them home. And I will never forget Good Friday is the day that the town almost burned down because two kids were bored and had a lighter. So I have that association. I also have the association that goes with Palm Sunday, which is the week before Easter Sunday. Palm Sunday is the Sunday that occurs before Easter Sunday. And the story that I remember from my childhood is when we were on our way to church on Palm Sunday, and my mom was explaining that Palm Sunday commemorates when people cut the palms off and laid them before Jesus as he was walking into Jerusalem. Now, as the story goes, the palms, of course, were the palm fronds, the leaves off of the palm trees, and they cut them off and laid them on the ground before Jesus as a showing of respect. And my brother, who is younger than I am, uh, inquired of my mother, why would people cut the palms of their hands off and put them on the ground in front of Jesus? So now I cannot think of Palm Sunday without thinking of cutting off the palms of my hands. So those are my reminiscences about Easter. Everybody's got their stories. Everybody's got their history. Everybody has different things that they did for the holidays. And the holidays mean something different to everybody. Those are some of the things that I remember. As I said, Easter was one of those weird little in-between holidays. It's, it's a religious holiday. It's a secular holiday. It's a holiday where you get candy and goodies. And that's pretty much all I cared about as a kid. It's changed as I've had kids over the years. But it's still an important day. And... It was always an enjoyable day when I was a kid. It just had different meanings when I was a kid than it does now, as pretty much everything does. But isn't that life? I guess it is, right? Guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate you being here for another episode of Storytime. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I look forward to doing this for you every week. Until next time, you take it easy, and I'll see you when I see you.